We are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice. And this is Across the Mooniverse. Everybody to Across the Mooniverse. I'm Maddie. Uh, my name is Mike. <laughs> You're so formal whenever you say that. I love it. And today we are talking about episode eight, which is called The Girl uh, Genius is a Monster, the Brainwashing Cram School well, you, of Horror. What's more of a feeling? Happy Moon Day. Happy Moon Day. Um, I uh, went for a different tune this time. Did you notice? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> The holidays are over in in, yes. in real time. In real but time. But in Sailor Moon time, it's episode eight. In Sailor Moon time, it is episode eight. And what's going on in episode eight? Much mm, of the same. Not, pretty much, yeah. Much I, of the same. Yeah. The, I mean, nothing really of note like that pushes the story along. Oh, no. Just kind of a filler episode, Yeah, I think. pretty much. And, uh... Yeah. Uh, mm, thanks for coming, everybody. That's yeah. the end of the episode. <laughs> nothing happens in this episode... You may notice somebody hanging around in the next episode, and you'll be like, where did that person come from? It's not important. Uh, They're not important to the plot. So, Sailor Mercury. Sailor Mercury. She yeah, appears. She does. Da, da, da. We have our she second Sailor Scout. appears. Yes. But before she appears, yes. way back in the beginning of this episode, Correct. we start with our lovely Jadeite. <laughs> oh, I was just going to point out what you, you yeah. pointed out before. Um, that in the title in the title sequence there is a visual change mm-hmm. from silhouette to, yep. to uh, distinguishable features. Yeah, they're li- they're giving us hints as we mm-hmm. go along. Yes. Um, All right. Now now we're talking about Beryl and Jadeite. Yep. These two. <laughs> I love that they start they start out and Jadeite's like, oh, all these human school children are so miserable because. Their parents make them study all the time. Children and, have been made miserable by studying. I mean, fair, fair. And then he talks about how their parents make them study and they do it through primary school and middle school and secondary school and whatever other schools and, and high school. And, and, and then, then, then he goes ahead and makes the leap into those parents, those parents who are, want their children to succeed and mm-hmm. are very driven are worse than the monsters yeah. that Jade Knight and Beryl have been throwing at oh, yeah. the population. Dark Kingdom of Monsters. Jukokio. Jukokio. What's it called? What's Ju- that school? Juban. <laughs> it's a Juban district. It could be Jukokio. It, well, it is in Tokyo, so it's a Juban district in Cho- Tokyo. Okay. And then I love the fact that he's just like listing off all of the schools, and then Beryl goes, What happens after university? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like he just he just gave up researching yeah, yeah. he's like i don't know what happens after yeah. they gra- they graduate university well and then what are these two after yeah. what are they after what are they after every week children's good good energy energy this show talks about energy more than an enron broker <laughs> i mean this, well, like if you i mean if you wanted to if you wanted to really rule sailor sailor moon's world Make sure that you trade in, in energy commodities. I mean, that's fair. I will say that during the entire Christmas season, I kept thinking about energy because I would hear Michael Bublé play, and I'd be like, uh-uh, not today, Jade. Not today. And I would go, and I'd purposely change the channel because I'm like, mm you can't have my sweet sugar energy. But, I mean, it makes sense that they wouldn't go past university because, let's be honest, all adults are just tired and devoid of energy anyway, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would they need that? So I just um, I thought that was, uh, I thought it was interesting. I mean, if you really want a, a young person to relate to your, your show or your writing, talk about how horrible studying is. Yeah. yeah. We'll just move right into, then our, our little buddy pitches a fit about, <laughs> I kid you not, oh, of human suffering. Nobody... <laughs> Nobody <laughs> suffers more than kids who get bad grades. Yeah. Oh, we we suffer the most, Mama. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. And I know. Oh, but Ikuko Mama has the guilt trip game real hard. Like she's just like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna I, do if you're not going to pass school. I'm so miserable. And that's when Ushagi pulls out the. I'm constantly suffering. Yeah, How can you I do mean, this to me, Mama? Getting bad grades is very similar to waterboarding. Uh, I mean, that right? makes sense to me. Yeah. It's, 
the 12 stations of the <laughs> of the F. And then, next scene, of course, we see her studying. Yeah, well. Studying. St- she pulls a fast one mm-hmm. on Luna. Yeah, yes. Of uh, of human suffering, but although she tends to, she does lean to the dramatic, yeah, which that's I true. am fond of. I have a fondness mm-hmm. for that. I like bigger than life. So I like that. Yeah. But really, I mean, suffering, she'll feel bad when she actually meets someone who's suffered. Oh, yeah. My big note here is that Luna breaks the fourth wall with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're having their typical volley where Luna's her intelligent, conceited self and mm-hmm. and Sailor Moon just, you know, just wants to have fun, as girls do. Girls just want to um, have fun. And, you know, Luna is, is indignant when she finds mm-hmm. out what fact Sailor Moon has been reading. Manga. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it was breaking the fourth wall. I yeah. feel like it was like an indictment of their own product you know what i mean <laughs> well i mean manga is super yeah, big in right. japan anyway yeah so you, you, but you, you feel it no no I, I feel you uh, all right all right um. what the hell? <laughs> i love that you use more like current ish lingo than i do most of the time i use it all ironically word <laughs> up all right what's the word a word up so you've you've, you've been reading manga also, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to own up to a fact. Who's the princess that they're talking about? The... What, what's the princess they're looking for? <laughs> I don't know anything about a princess. Um, Luna's mentioned it a couple of times now, but she didn't really go into detail. But she's like, you know, you have to be the scout. You have to protect the world from these evil guys. And oh, by the way, we're also looking for this princess that. We you need to find and that's part of your task and now, I mean Luna doesn't even know that much because because okay, so Usagi's like the, who the fuck is this person much like you are and Luna's like ah, I don't know so like the Pope right yeah. who's funny just funny with the hats and stuff um, <laughs> he has his own bodyguard service yeah. the Swiss Guard right mm-hmm. is that is that what the the Sailor Scouts are for this princess or not am I kind of sorta like mm. I mean they're looking for the princess because they need to protect her. So nice. they're so, like so the sailors are like the secret service. Yeah. Nice. So Get down, Mr. President. So secret they don't even know who they're protecting. Yep. It's fantastic. And then we find out that apparently Luna has access to a head office. Mhm. Are you tired are you, are you jumping ahead to playing the Sailor V game? Well, cuz like Luna's like you got to watch about the prince, you got to learn okay. about the princess and then yeah, Usagi's so... like who the fuck is the princess and Luna's like ah, Addy K. Yeah, I need a 10 second rewind here yeah. because Luna asks a really pointed question. Uh huh. She talks about the monsters. Yeah. And they also they, they're like, "What are the monsters?" Yeah. You know, like they're contemplating what Pure are the monsters. evil. And my answer to that is that if cartoons um, had a backlot, you know, mm-hmm. like like there was the Paramount Studios of cartoons, these monsters are just just recycled from the wardrobe room. But it's they Paramount do. Backlot. They do have a backlot. Haven't you seen Animaniacs? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, well, Roger Rabbit, too. Which, um, if you want to talk about breaking the fourth wall, I do. <laughs> there, there's there's an episode of Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. where they do something amazing in, in it, which is in the olden days, ye olden times of making motion pictures, um, you'd have a whole crew of people all around a camera. And yeah. if a piece of glass or even worse, a mirror mm-hmm. was in the shot, you would occasionally see the film crew in the reflection. And there's an epi- a Bugs Bunny episode, I couldn't tell you which one, Kill the Wabbit or, you know, Albuquerque, where for a brief moment, two guys carrying a, a piece of glass cross mm-hmm. frame, and you can see a film crew yeah. in the reflection. Yeah. Nice. Which, I, which is like, I mean, only Grip would notice that because it was my job <laughs> to make sure that never happened. <laughs> um, so I think that just proves that cartoons are real and that they do have their own backlot. Yeah. And they sometimes catch the camera crew in their own in the reflections. That makes sense. What are these monsters? What Sorry. are they? Sorry. Uh, pure right. evil energy. So she punches in code 0091. Mm-hmm. Luna. Sailor V again. And what is her password? Her password is directly related to the lore that I was talking about that relates to... Usagi's name, because Usagi is Usagi Tsukino, which means rabbit of the moon. And in Japan, they don't have a man on the moon. They have a rabbit on the moon making mochi. I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. 
and that's Luna's password. She's like, the rabbit on the moon is pounding the mochi. And then they go straight to, like, you know, CIA informant mode where they're like, oh, well, here's my follow-up passcode. Well, here's my and follow-up passcode. So what, is, what is being revealed to us is huge mm-hmm. because secret portal to some yeah. sort of larger agency. Then also we find out that Luna has sensed mm-hmm. a mysterious new energy. Yeah. So she has sensory powers that she doesn't discuss. It's is, true. Is it all from that tattoo on her head? Um, I mean, well, in the manga, and I don't remember if they say it in the anime or not, but she's got the band-aid on her head in the first episode. Right. And she does mention to Usagi that she was very thankful that Usagi took the band-aid off because it was dampening her power. And once she had it off, she sensed a power in Usagi, which is why she knew she had to seek her out and ah. get all of this stuff. So the sensory organ either functions through that or is that. Okay, great. That's how she knew yep. that our new best friend was about to mm-hmm. show up. Uh, or was there, strange things yeah. are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, and we also learned that Luna has no faith in Usagi. She's just like, I don't know how this is going to go because she's just, she's got shit. And Which checks out. Yeah, but head office <laughs> is like, cut your shit, Lulu. Like, mm-hmm. fucking give, have more faith. And then so then we, so then after, after that, then uh, Sailor Moon shows up and mm-hmm. Luna ambushes the new girl. And is she... It's not, it's not ambushed yet because we go straight to the school and we learn a little mm-hmm. bit about this new girl. Her name is Ami Mizuno. Amy. Ami-chan. She is the smartest person in their school. You know, they're like, oh, man, Ami-chan got the highest grades in the school. And then somebody goes, oh, no, she got the highest grades in the country. And they're like, oh, what? And then who pops out of the ether? Who 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 comes with the scoop, as always? It's our favorite Wikipedia boy, Umino. He's a little too well-informed. Yeah, he's got, he's got the, that's what I'm saying. He's Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You can find information about anything mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. And that's Almost, Umino. Yeah, all I'm saying. And, but much like Wikipedia, Umino doesn't always have the facts right because he can his opinion his can be rewritten. So you know he pops out of the nowhere and he's just like yo yo. She also has an IQ of three hundred and she's like a bona fide genius and she goes to a cram school and her mom's a doctor and she's got a scholarship. Pause. Yeah. Hold for Japan expert. Yes. I'm making assumptions about what a cram school is. Yeah. Could you tell me what one is so I no longer have to assume? A cram school is something that's very common in Japan. A lot of students go to schools after school to get more studying done afterwards so that they can get... Because in Japan, high school is more... Like, high school is where you work hard. Like, you have entrance exams to get into high school, and you have to study for them, and you have to be, you know, you have to get certain scores and all of this stuff. Meanwhile, university is typically where people go, and they slack off. Interesting. So, it's like the exact opposite of what we have going on. Right. Here. Well. Sort of. There's just a lot of slacking off. There's a lot of slacking, yeah. For the whole process, yeah. Yeah. They talk about her, that she goes to the best cram school. Yeah. There's an interesting little volley about... That her, her mother's very wealthy. Yes, because her mom's a doctor. Right, her mom's a doctor, very wealthy. So she could afford to go to the best cram school in the land. And yet, she goes to the public school. Well, no, because the public school and scram, cram school are separate. Okay, all right. But There's... don't they talk about something about for free? I don't know. Yeah, because she's got a scholarship to the cram school. <laughs> so she doesn't have to pay. She doesn't even need it. Yeah, she doesn't have to pay for the the funds. Even though her mom's a wealthy doctor, she doesn't have to pay for it because she's got a scholarship. She's so awesome. And she goes to this well, cram school. They, then, then these 14-year-old girls do what 14-year-old girls do. Mm-hmm. They start talking smack about her. Oh, yeah. And in the original Deke dub, they are nasty. Like, they are actually much meaner in the Deke dub than they are in the original like the original they're just like there's like oh i don't know about that it seems a little weird like she seems like she'd be hard to approach or whatever right typical things where you know somebody who's super smart or whatever can be a little intimidating so you don't know how to approach them but in the deke dub and i don't remember exactly what they say because i didn't watch the deke dub this week because i didn't feel like torturing myself they're like oh my god she's such a weirdo i mean like who does that all the time and she's really stuck up and selfish and she doesn't do anything and she's just like super 
rude to everybody and I don't even know why we try and hang out with her like god just let's just ostracize her because fuck her well I mean it, it could be that maybe for once and the only time these people who are in charge of much more than just translating the language mm-hmm. but translating the message or the meaning mm-hmm. um, are just they're like oh no American school girls are way nastier American <laughs> school girls more cutthroat. are mean yeah. as shit I mean do you saw mean girls Regina George. I oh, mean, yeah. that, you can't stop that with a dirty look. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, but they're extremely mean. Well, and I'm glad I didn't have to listen to any of that unpleasantness. Yes. Um, uh, and, right. but, but in the meantime, like, they're all sitting there talking about it, and Usagi's, like, looking at her like, is she, though? Usagi's, Usagi's looking at her like she's a meal ticket. Like, <laughs> like, how can I use this person? And that is what I'm really starting to like about Usagi is that she, she is fairly shameless in her, mm-hmm. her motives to promote laziness yeah. and to promote um, mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. But the, the fun thing is, is like she starts, she always starts things like, I'm going to be, I'm going to get to know this person so that, because it benefits me. And then she ends up actually like valuing that person as a person. Maybe, so. maybe perhaps there's a lesson in there. I'm not, I'm not going to say for sure, but maybe. Perhaps. We are going to, um, I'm going to take us into a perilous realm shortly where I, <laughs> I, I talk about an idea that I had that I don't know I can back up anymore. So okay. Just, just, just a little preview of what's to come. Confusion and in, me insisting that it makes sense. So, that's, that's basically every episode of this podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, but then we, then we go ahead to the scene that you're referring to. Ambush. Yeah. Luna, you can't just jump on people. Like... No, I don't. I have cats, and my cats can't even jump on me with, without. I I would not think that they were. It was a good thing if my cat just like dive bomb me from above. I'd be so right. freaked I out. Mean, here's the thing: is like I imagine walking through the jungle, mm-hmm. Central America, late at night because mm-hmm. you forgot that there's no lights at to call, and that when the sun goes down, it's dark. Mm-hmm. And there is a cat of great size mm-hmm. in the trees above you yeah. that murders you to death before you even know that it happens. Mm-hmm. That is literally just a scaled down version of what that attack looked like to me. Pretty much. Yeah, it was like a puma. Or Luna. a panther even. Or a panther even, yes. But not an ocelot. Far too no. far too un ocelot like. Alright, so ambush happens. And then <laughs> here's the thing is like she is she being Sailor Moon is the pronoun at some point she's trying to get luna to stop talking and or to yeah. see her point is it stop talking you know what i'm gonna talk about a little of a little of both i think i'm gonna talk about the animal abuse <laughs> when sailor moon is conking luna on the skull yeah and i mean so much so that lines are coming out mm-hmm. i mean you know i mean if you're making lines... i know how you feel about lines <laughs> well i'm just saying concussion you know i mean uh, yeah and I, I mean, I just wrote, uh, knocking Luna on the head is a PETA violation, Sailor Moon. So, yep, yep, watch for it. Yep, she's not, uh... Gonna get PETA showing up here. She's violating all kinds of politically But what I love is that Usagi goes to get Luna, and we hear Ami-chan kind of talk for the first time. And she's just like, oh, I, th- I thought she was an angel. She's so sweet. And, I mean, I get thinking cats are angels, and I think it's pretty cute so does usagi usagi's like oh that's so cute that you would think that um but once again puma attack right now can i ask a question is there some folklore or mythology in which cats are angels you know i don't know i'll have to i'm gonna yeah because that's that's definitely not a western idea that i can think of on the research tab i know that like in i believe that in Mm -hmm. egypt cats have a place within the society that's a oh, yeah. different thing. Cats are big in Egypt. Yeah. I guess angels are a very Judeo-Christian kind of idea. Could be. Someone uh, yeah. someone who cares, mm-hmm. you uh, comment on the on the book face. Intern, get on that. All right. Certainly, ma'am. So then, after, after the introductions, Usagi's like, fuck yes! I got this normal smart friend that can teach me shit. Mm-hmm. And she's, I mean, Usagi is, is pretty full of herself mm-hmm. um, during the, the video game. And then all of a sudden, what, what? Ami-chan is a video game savant. Right. And now. Well, what I'd like to point out is, like, she's like, yeah, I've got a smart friend now. But Umino is smart. Like, he's at the top of his class, too. But he's, like, this weird otaku smart. 
would you want him as your study partner? No, he and he just lowered his intelligence over you. Yeah, he would, and he would. Not only that is, it would be uncomfortable for Usagi, I think, because he'd just be like panting over her the whole time. Yeah, and he'd just be hands, like, hands. He'd be like, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, um, thank you. So, one thing that I I found interesting is yeah. that we're, we're shown a side of who we're just about to find out is Sailor mm-hmm. Mercury. Mm-hmm. She says really kind of kind of sad and. Mm-hmm. and Studying is the only thing I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all she's got going for her, according to her. I, I really hope that's not true because that is not a rad superpower. No. I can study I can study me some, some facts. Hmm. I remember everything. Yeah, no, and she's she's got I mean, she's she's kinda lonely. She's kinda lonely because no one wants to approach her because everyone's like, Oh, she's just this weird smart chick and She's a video game savant, apparently. And all of the video game patrons, aside from Usagi and Ami-chan, are dudes. And I'm yeah. like, excuse me. I mean, I'm not not saying anything about, you know, whatever. But I went to the arcade when I was a kid. And I grew up in the 90s. Like, fuck. Um, I don't know. I mean, my, my experience was that there were a lot of girls at the arcade. Yeah. You know? And I mean... I was at the arcade when they first came out, like Pac-Man Space Invaders yeah. arcade. Yeah, there were girls there. Mostly because there were guys there, I think. What I wanted to, to talk to you about was this. Yeah. Now, when I, my school experience was unusual and stressful, and, mm-hmm. and I didn't like most of it. However, I sympathize with this because I watched this happen to other intelligent children, mm-hmm. especially ones that were quite gifted or quite intelligent. Yeah. They were actually ridiculed. In, in in the school system by the other kids. I mean, I always thought it was jealousy. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, what is with the dumbing down of America? Like, why is it cool? Why was it cool in school I, to get bad grades? Like, that that can't be what's happening here. Yeah. In the 90s in Japan? No. No, 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 no. It's not. But I think it's just, there's a difference thing. Like, most kids are going to be kind of on the average. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Naru-chan, she gets good grades. She's not, like, you know, running around with the highest grades in school, but she's getting good grades. Their little other friend who doesn't have a name is getting good grades. Does she ever get it? I think so. Just like, hey, Tubbs, just something like that. Oh, no. (laughs) Rude. Mike, after all we did talking about body shaming in the other <laughs> That's exactly episode, why I said it. <laughs> and now here you are. I know. You're horrible. But you see, if I called someone Tubbs, it would be a compliment. No, just. <sighs> all right, back it up a second. So it's you feel that it's probably more. It's, it's that they're different. They're yeah, making fun of it's a, it's a different thing because. Yeah. Because everyone wants to fit in, and when you find something that's different, it's, I don't know, it's just like human nature to be like... Well, it's not just human nature, though. I mean, yeah. they've shown, like, like I don't know, I'm going to make this all up fish, you know, yeah. like 20 fish. Why would you if choose fish? That's so if, weird. If I don't one, know why you would choose fish. They rocked the garden so hard. They, <laughs> oh, wow. It's like, it's literally like jam style number three. Anyway, um, fish that swim, not mm-hmm. the jam. Say there's 20 of them, and one of the 20 has a little little Nemo flipper. Uh-huh. They would literally kill that one. Yeah. Because it the difference threatens them. They don't like it. Yeah. They don't know what it means. So. Oh, yeah. And fish aren't smart, so. But, yeah, no, you see it in a lot of creatures. It's just like difference equals not good equals threat equals whatever. And so, you know, being on top of the class and being the best of the best equals not good because yeah. different. And I mean, I, I suppose too, it's like, you know, the incredibly beautiful girl never gets asked out on Friday night because mm-hmm. she's unapproachable. She's, she's unattainable. And sa- same with, I think, intelligence too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody who's that intelligent often, I think, does experience loneliness yeah. and isolation. And boy, I really feel for this girl. I, I hope she is full of love and justice. Me too. Me too. All right, so let's talk about the mysterious stranger. <laughs> mysterious stranger, but before that, what does uh, Ami-chan leave at the arcade? She leaves, what is, okay, so like, Motoki Oni-chan hands Usagi something, and Mike, I don't, uh, is that a 3D printed image of a save icon? I, I don't know what that <laughs> is. What is that? It's a floppiness, people. Uh-huh, yeah. It's a, back in the day. Oh, you know what? I, I noted it in my head, and I was like, is that a floppy disk? It's a floppy like, disk. In the reprints of the 
manga, they actually changed the floppy disk to a CD. Okay. Because they were like, we need to update this. Right. So what would it be now the if they were to update now? It's a file transfer protocol. They, they just keep it as a CD because CDs are still used. Flash drive. Thumb drive. Thumb drive. No, that would, you would have to change the entire way that her hand is drawn, uh, which yeah. is we'll too much. But yeah, no, it's, then she okay. goes to take this floppy disk back to Ahujan because she's like, oh no, this is for her thing. And like, that's not even, and, a, I mean, that's called a floppy disk, but yeah. a floppy disk is bigger and it's literally floppy. Mm-hmm. You've seen those kind, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the little, the little floppy disks, they were so floppy. That was the, what we associate with a floppy disk. That's just the case, case. holding the disk. <laughs> let's yeah. have, okay, let's, and, let's have a five minute discussion yeah. where we just break down semantics of something. <laughs> we, floppy disks. Right. Um, no, and so then we find out, oh shit, Crystal Seminar is evil. Because, of course it's evil, because it just got opened. And what have we learned about things that just get opened? They are quite likely to be evil. Yeah. Take it a step further. Shortcuts. There's, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of life lessons in Sailor mm-hmm. Moon, and I'm not being a smartass. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, in this case, using a shortcut... Mm-hmm. To pass tests or to, yeah. you know, to... But you're not actually gaining wisdom or intelligence that mm-hmm. way. It's a performance-enhancing yeah, you, you gain wisdom and intelligence program. by going out and fighting some small monsters and leveling and then using your level 4 ability score increase to give yourself more wisdom and int. It's a D&D reference. So <laughs> what the crystal disc does is similar to what would happen in Final Fantasy fourteen when some casual noob would join the free company and then want to get carried through hard content like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then Ami-chan's like... Fuck that guy. <laughs> Ami-chan's like, fuck computers. Computers give me headaches. I don't want to use it. And I'm like, I get you. She, well, you know what she needs? She needs a pair of gunner glasses, which are these glasses. I actually have a, a pair, and this is our non-existent sponsorship. But they they reduce eye strain when you're using... But I think I think the out. headache is made up. I think it's an excuse she uses because in her heart, her real motivation mm-hmm. is that studying is something you have mm-hmm. to actually put the work mm-hmm. into to get. I mean, you have to squeeze to get the juice. Oh That's yeah, well no, and she definitely says that later. But it does actually physically give her a headache, not because of the jokey reason that I put that she was getting eye strain, but because it's evil and she's being protected by it. Because of her sailor magical status. sailor status, sailor so status. her sailor status. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, so she, right, but they also attribute the fact that it's not working mm-hmm. when, for some reason, I, she looks like pink to me, the singer. Yeah, but she's red. Yeah, when the boss lady is trying to suck Get the open. genius mental energy. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This, this, that's what the energy is. Genius mental energy. Um, and it stops working. She yeah. says it's because she had stopped. She's not using, using the, the brainwashing disc. Yeah. disc. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not using the brainwashing disc, but on also on the same and point. She also it, has a protect it, spell. Yeah, she does have a protect spell, which is why she doesn't use it as often because she's getting these headaches. Whereas like the normal kids, like Usagi, doesn't get a headache or anything. She's just like, ow, what's that noise? But Amichan, and I think it is explained in the manga, but it's somewhere I've seen that she's actually being protected because of her scout energy. I know you were talking about Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about all the times that we were running dungeons and uh-huh. and we'd end up with a, a random healer mm-hmm. and just the conversations about protect. Look, they don't they don't even have protect up yet. What's it they let protect drop drop. Oh my god. I died. Why don't they have they should be casting protect right now. <laughs> what the was, fuck is wrong with him? And it was even after we had all healed at yeah. some point too, yeah. and knew that sometimes you just don't care. Yeah, protect isn't making yeah. that big of a difference. But nevertheless, we still was just oh yeah so critical hey. of the healers. Hey Mike, yeah, Did you got mame up, bro. Did you got mame. You gotta have mame up, mame up all the time. <laughs> you gotta have mame up. Well, you know mame gives you a ten percent damage. I'm just trying not to kill us all. <laughs> I'm not trying to do a little bit of damage. Well, you should you should have mame up. Yeah. By the way, that actually. You know, I did keep Mame up quite a bit after. Not immediately after, but... <laughs> oh, no. You you had to be defiant, and then you were like, all right, I guess. So. Right. I, was, I think I took Mame off of my hotbar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but then Usagi goes to, learn, uh, goes to bring back the disc, and we get our favorite mysterious stranger. 
mysterious stranger. Mm -hmm. Why so mysterious? Why so strange? All I know is that she stopped throwing shit at him. Yeah. Um, he he just kind of appears out of the ether. Much like Umino appears out of the ether and does stuff. But exactly, instead of... Exactly. Except that it's even creepier. We're going to say, here, here it is. Now, I, again, uh -huh. why is the word creep always mm -hmm. coming up surrounding this mysterious stranger? And he literally says... I well, hardly call it creeping. Okay. Because Sailor Moon accuses him of creeping around. Okay, okay, but at the same instance, Naru also called Umino a creep because he creeped up on them, and she's like, quit creeping up on us. So I think it's just a Tom theme. York doesn't have the market cornered on being a creep. I mean, you can, you, um, there's room for lots of creeps. I'm saying, let's talk <laughs> about this creep, where in the short period of time he appears in the episode, she accuses him of creeping around, and he said, I'd hardly call it creeping. Yeah, because... Which makes it even he, creepier! No, he hardly calls it creeping because... He didn't. He doesn't say it like that. If you <laughs> say it like that, it makes it creepy. I'd hardly call it creeping. He, I'd he's call just it like, super secret best friend. No, she's she's like, why are you creeping around? He's like, I hardly call it creeping. I'm. He's like, I'm walking on the fucking sidewalk next to this building. Like, I'm just walking. Why the fuck? I didn't, like purposely seek Stop. you out i'm just existing in this world defending the perv he's not a perv oh, okay we'll see, we'll see and then he's just hey, I, noticed oh, the, I noticed something weird was, huh? i'm trying to remember the last episode where both mysterious stranger and tuxedo mask appear in in within the same episode well that was last episode it was the last that was, was the last episode they yeah. were both in it yeah they were both in it well did i say i'm having trouble remembering Ta-da! <laughs> I'm having trouble remembering the last episode. Well, it was last Shoot. episode. Well, so. setting it up that way didn't work. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Do you, no. you guys actually hear the crashing and burning <laughs> and the screaming of the, of the people, the the people burning up in jet fuel? In the carb dirigible? <laughs> That's not That's jet fuel. They don't use jet fuel in dirigibles. Well... <laughs> maybe maybe not maybe in, that was the, maybe in the carpet originally. yeah maybe not in functioning to ritual <laughs> um, okay no so. but then he he's like he's like wow i didn't know that you studied because you're a dumbass and she was like what the fuck yeah. and then he's like oh by the way did that cat just talk yeah yeah that was um and like they, here's the thing it's like they must get caught doing that by more than just mysterious strangers like because <laughs> they're having conversations right out on the sidewalk oh, yeah yeah but then, what do they do? They they road runner the fuck away. Yeah. Like they're like, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah, it was very brief, almost unnecessary. Mm -hmm. You know, I I made a note somewhere in here, and we never. Maybe we'll we'll do it at the end. Kind of my musings on on id ego and super mm -hmm. ego and the pretty guardian. So we'll get yeah. there. We're almost there. Trust me. And then we have Luna being like, we need to go to the school to get a computer, mm -hmm. so that we can look at this disc. Because they don't have a computer at home. It's the 90s. And then let's talk about the spell she casts. Or what do you call these? So when she does her moon, tiara, action. What do you they're, call they're that? moves. Huh? They're moves. Right. But why is she calling it out? Well, she doesn't call it out yet. Like fireball, is... fireball, fireball, yeah. lightning bolt, lightning it's got... bolt, lightning bolt. In D&D, it's got what we would call a verbal component, okay. which means that you have to say something in order to get it cast. In the Sailor Moon tabletop game, there is actually a defect that you can take where you have to say your move. Because not all Sailor Scouts have to say their moves okay. when they use them. And, no so, and, so, and some of them don't have to yell, but Sailor Moon does. And I love, right before they go to go investigate this disc, right? Usagi goes... Just to let you know, I don't know anything about computers, <laughs> which is not something you'd ever hear today from no, a fourteen-year-old. No. no, so then Luna's like, "You have to change." Like Luna tells her, "Like, yo, suit mm -hmm. up." And then Sailor Moon proceeds to cast the longest spell in the history of spells. It's, it's something to the effect of, "Moon power, make me look like a very long spell." No, so, she she uses the the Luna pen, which we've seen before. Right, but she says, "Moon power, make me look like," and then it's an make even me, longer description. Make me into a a school nurse. Is it school nurse? Yeah. Why do I have Diane Sawyer? Because Why did I think she was she was trying to break into like a, a a news network? I don't know. Wow. Do they? Is this like choose your own adventure? Maybe. Where 
just depending on which which version Hulu sends to you. Which Hulu, by the way, sucked eggs tonight. But uh, you're welcome, Hulu. No, she uses the Saluna pen, and she becomes a student doctor. Is actually what she says she's okay, going to well, be. You you say student doctor, I say Diane Sawyer. So well, there we go. Actually, I wrote student doctor because I forgot the e in student. Oh, so it's student. Slavic, Eastern European. All right, so then... So she rushes in, and she's like, I'm here to deal with an unwell child. Diddly-doo. And then she busts into the the room, and we find that the... There aren't even any, like, energy-sucked beings in this episode. The students don't even change. Uh, they do, actually. No, 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 no. That's how every kid, everybody looks when they study, okay? Is like this. Like, especially if they've been staring at the computer anemic. for a while, they're just like, like, they're, uh, they're like okay. And they have the sunken eyes, and they're just, they just hate life, and they're like, I've been staring at this computer screen reading words for, like, eight hours, and I don't know how to function anymore. I don't have very many notes during this part because I was wa- I was actually watching the show. Yeah. Because I, I was like, this is big now. Yeah, this a lot, is, this a lot is, happens. Here comes here here comes another sailor something something. Yeah. And I was watching first of all that symbol, um, is gonna be terrible that I ask. But we see it on Sailor Mercury's head uh-huh. on, 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 on Amy's head. Mm-hmm. And is that it's different than Sailor Moon's. It right? is different than Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's that, is the moon. That one looks like an Ankh with kitty ears. The symbol that she has is the symbol for the planet Mercury. Oh, it's not an Ankh with kitty ears? It's not an Ankh with kitty ears, no. Damn. I was excited. <laughs> it was like eternal life as a cat. No. Luna throws or something. I mean, does yeah. she just have these care packages laying around? I mean, they, I mean, Luna has an extra dimensional pocket, which you see because she does her famous Luna flip. I'm so glad that you said that. Luna flip. No, extra dimensional pocket. Extra, just what she's got. Because I had an extra dimensional backpack for a, a long time. Yeah. yeah, you had a bag of holding. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, she, and she gives she produces the mercury. What is it though? It's it's. It is. It's, a, it's makeup it's tra- of some sort. It, it's a transformation. It's a pin, actually. It is a literal pin in the manga. It mm. is a pin. Okay. So it's a pin. So then it's a pen. But she still calls out. Mercury power makeup. Mercury power makeup. And then we then she transforms. She makes the transformation. And then Sailor Moon. Yeah. Transforms, and. No, Sailor the... Moon transforms before that though. Uh... Yeah, because I have, um, because Sailor Moon busts in and Ami Chan is like, you can't interrupt students while they're studying. And then so she's like, why are you stealing energy? You're obviously not affected by whatever's going on, so you're the monster. And then she transforms. And then... You're not talking about when she looks like Diane Sawyer. You're talking about during the boss fight? During the boss fight, yeah. Sailor Moon transforms first. Because he he transforms first, and then we find out that Garobin is the monster, and that's the teacher. This is very important. No matter where it shows up in in, minutes in Mm -hmm. the episode, I noticed something. Okay. Sailor Moon... Uh Uh-huh. She's got some cans for a 14-year-old girl. You've said this before, but yes. The ribbons... Yeah, that are supposed to keep her youthful looking. Uh-huh. Actually, serve as they draw the male gaze right, right to, right to her bazoom. Uh. So okay, so nobody can see me, but I'm currently resting my face on my microphone because I don't have a desk to just go <sighs> onto. But fun little anecdote about the phrase male gaze. <laughs> I actually think you were at that panel yeah. that I went to when this we went. About, it was about uh, Firefly. It was about well, Fire... Joss Whedon. It was just about... We went to a panel about yeah. Joss Whedon, and we were talking about the male gaze. And wait a minute, we weren't talking about it. They no, no, no. Were... They were talking yeah. about it at the panel. We were at uh, a convention. I think we were at Rose City Comic Con. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And it was a panel on Joss Whedon, and they were talking about the male gaze and all this stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, in in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Watcher's Council, I always thought that it was the male gaze. And then da 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 <laughs> And here's me being the fucking idiot that I am. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't remember any of the Watcher's Council being gay. <laughs> and then... There, wasn't there someone else who said that they were thinking about a group of ma- gay men? Like, these are the male gays. Yeah. These are the no. male heterosexuals. These are the male that gays. That was me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't oh, was that you? Yeah, <laughs> that was me. And I was just like, I don't remember any of that. And then I realized that that's a homophone. And we were talking about G-A-Z-E, not G-A-Y-S. And not Jay-Z. No, not Jay-Z. No. So I felt like a 
fucking dumbass. Anyways, what I like is all all of the sound effects while she's transforming remind me of my computer in middle school because my <laughs> sister made a custom theme where when things were loading or if you if there was like a pop up or whatever they made those noises. So like the and the all of that stuff that it's that's what it is. And then I like the fact that the monster got open. Her attack is to just quiz Usagi on Oh my god, she throws stuff. homework at her. She throws homework that's at her. That's her attack. Is razor homework. sharp homework. Isn't all homework razor sharp? I Not mean, always. I was like, this is a, this is the meanest boss ever throwing homework. Okay, quiz. Now, I wrote down the boss's name. Uh-huh. Garobin? Garobin. Garubin. Yeah. Um, so during my Josh Garubin. During one of my favorite parts of the cartoon, which uh-huh. happens every episode, yeah. is when she declares that she's the pretty guardian yeah. who fights for love and for justice. Mm-hmm. And in the name of the moon, you will be punished. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to say it. I don't care what the dub says. Mm-hmm. That's the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. And then I notice something. Yeah. When she delivers in the name of the moon, mm-hmm. you will be punished. The clouds mm-hmm. behind her look like doilies. <laughs> they look yeah. like lace doilies. Yeah. I want to live there where there's <laughs> lace doilies. And, I'll just... and, and that a girl can just declare... That she's the guardian of love and justice and that I'm... you're about to get punished. Okay, well, I will go ahead and start every episode by saying I I am the guardian of love and justice. and you, Which is kind of what we do anyway because our intro is, you know, we are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice and this is Almost... across the universe. Yeah, true. So we kind of start every episode So can, can we mean... paint your walls with some doily clouds? I can probably get some like doilies that I can put up on the Could... wall. They have to be right. giant, though. You have to get the enlarger. At, all right. All right. Okay. We'll do it. I feel like I got a little off track. What I can say is uh, when, right after Luna turns the, throws the transformation pen at Ami-chan, 100%, she's just like, yeah, I'll trust this cat that just started talking to me and threw this pen at me. Sure. Yeah, even less stranger danger than Sailor Moon yeah. Shark, for I'm sure. like, yeah. girl, you are supposed to be the smartest person in this country. Well, I think that she's so smart that she knew that she had to be exceptional or extraordinary. Pretty, I like her transformation. There's a lot of action around the waist area mm-hmm. with that skirt, which mm-hmm. there should be. That skirt is rocking. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't notice her her breasts yet, so we'll we'll, we'll oh cover that next next time I notice. Well, them. if you watch the original Deke dub, you wouldn't notice them at all because they cut out all of that stuff. So sad. They edited it. So sad. Um, so now let's uh, let's see. And she's got her... Oh, let's talk about her attack. Yeah. So what's Chabon it? spray. Bubble spray. Chabon spray. Yep. Is Chabon... Is Chabon it, is bubble. Is bubble? Yeah. Yep. And all I could think of was the episode of the Osbournes when mm. when Sharon gets the bubble making machine. And the, I'm the I'm Prince of Darkness. <laughs> bubble um, spray. So what is... Let's talk about what bubble spray does. What is it? It creates a, a misty mist. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's all about the tactical advantage. Sailor Mercury is very a a very dis- defensive combatant. I felt, like she, I felt like she essentially debuffed the monster <laughs> mash. Yeah. And and then she called out to our girl, yo, Sailor yo. Moon, Sailor Moon, do, your do thing. the Wonder Woman thing with your. <clears throat> here it comes. Now they're fighting together. Two two yeah. Sailor Scouts fighting together. One has incapacitated them, mm-hmm. stunned them, if you will, with mm-hmm. bubbles, and the other one throws a frisbee that turns into glitter ta-da fucking killer glitter though because it kills her <laughs> i know that's amazing I it mean, is I, amazing i want to kill homework monsters with glitter you know <laughs> i think that should be everybody's <sighs> life goal is to kill homework monsters with glitter right god it's beautiful this girl leads the life of riley i love ami-chan and i love Sailor mercury she is actually i i have some some facts here for you first of all I have been referencing Sailor Moon, um, SM Uncensored, which we referenced in the first episode. We haven't gone back to it recently, but I've been referencing that for this episode. Would you like to know how much of the original episode was retained in the Deke version? Hang on a second. SM Uncensored is is the comparing. It, yeah. It's, is it a website that compares? It is a, a website that compares the Deke dub to the original version. The 90s dub. The 90s dub. To, to the, the Japanese, what aired to the in original Japanese. Japanese yes, anime. I would like to know what was changed here. Sure, let me tell you, a lot of stuff. There was a lot of cuts. 
So, first of all, they just cut out that whole opening sequence where Usagi is explaining who she is. They're like, screw that. You don't need to see any of that. Just for this episode? or They cut it out almost every episode. No, is I think they actually time? cut is it out every episode. Or something? Oh. Didn't know. They also cut out the part where we see the manga that Usagi is reading because it's got kana on it and they don't want to show any sort of Japanese language on there. How do they get around that? I mean, Luna, they must cut the line too. What they do is just in the beginning of the episode, we originally see Usagi looking at a Japanese manga, then her falling backwards on the couch, busting up laughing. In the dub, the shot of the manga before Usagi falls back on the couch is replaced with a shot of the Tsukino house. They just went back to the establishing shot? They just were like, here's the house, and then Usagi falling oh, back God. on the couch. So don't re- She's just falling. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. No wonder and the kids are so messed up. Every single time they show Usagi with a sweat drop on her head, where she's just like, Meh, they cut that out. They're like, children won't understand sweat drops. What? There's just a lot of, like, one-second cuts where they were just trying to make the scene shorter for some reason. Well, it's, I mean, it's probably for commercial time. Probably for yeah. commercial time. But then there's, like, when Luna is logging into the Sailor V game, they switch a lot of shots around because they have the Kana on there and they don't want to show the Kana. Yeah. They added an effect for when they pull up Ami-chan's face on the screen. Uh-huh. And when she, her picture changes directions, like when it shows her profile, profile versus her uh-huh. front, they add a little fuzzy in-between effect, like a transition effect. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's necessary. Okay. Yeah. I already mentioned that in the dub, they're, oh, they're way meaner when they're talking about yeah. stuff. Naruchan hitting Umino when Umino comes up and she calls him a creeper. Yeah. That's cut out because can't have... Because men don't tell. Can't have violence like yep. that. The part where Usagi pictures her mom and her mom kind of like whips her and like yeah, jokes her and is like, yeah. they cut that out because you can't. Child abuse. Yeah, yeah child abuse. But but they, did they cut out? Um, did they cut out Luna suffering head blows at the hands of her owner? Probably not. Let me see here. If it was up to Portland, they would have. Portland <laughs> would have gotten rid of that instantly. They don't cut that out, but they do make a lot of cuts around that, like. They cut out Luna shaking her head really fast to kind of be like, oh, why is she scratching me? I need to focus. I need to focus. They cut that out. They cut out after uh, Usagi calls Luna over where Ami-chan turns around to look at her. They cut a second off of that. I'm actually Um, growing kind of interested in this. At first, I thought it was just you geeking out upon geeking out. But I think it's interesting that how many um, animes do you think – at this point, had been they'd done dubs for. I well, mean, I mean, Sailor Moon. I mean, there was maybe a handful, like not that many. Because Sailor I don't Moon think was of... Speed Racer ever re- was that even shown in Japan, or was it? It was an American S- cartoon. No, Speed Racer was shown. In Japan. Okay, all right. But, but... I mean, there, there, you're not having to um, manipulate cultural ideals yeah. and stuff like that. I think it's just interesting what they chose to alter yeah they, they thought would make it more american or more yeah. accessible to americans or yeah. less and japanese there, there are just really weird things yeah. that they add like for instance when they're showing the screen to the sailor v game in the dub they make it more red tone versus the blue tone which would indicate that it's on a screen they add a game over screen that didn't exist in the really like it seems like a lot of work for nothing yeah I mean, you know, trying to cover up a lesbian love affair, that yeah. that I understand. But. The uh, the scene where you see the Yoma and then the Yoma shuts the blinds, right? Uh. They actually, for some reason, make that longer in the dub. Mm. They, have, they sit with the Yoma talking, looking out the window for way longer, and then it goes to the commercials, and then it comes back from commercial, and you see the original scene what, where the Yoma shuts the blinds. Put, what year did they do the dub? What year did they broadcast this in the United States? Like ninety four. Yeah, that that makes sense then. Ninety, yeah. These, what are they called? Who did it? Who did the first dub? What are they called? Deke. Deke. They were on crack. Yeah, they were. They were on crack. They made more work mm-hmm. for themselves than they needed to. They named her Serena. Serena because of tennis, and no, they named her Serena <laughs> because of serene serenity, like the moon, Celine. It's it's related. Yeah. Anyway, crack is the explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it is interesting because I think. Oh, it's, oh, go ahead. And in the in the dub, when she changes into an into a nurse, 
She does not change into a nurse in the dub version. She changes into Diane she Sawyer. Changes I knew into it. a school superintendent because school nurses don't exist. What? No, she just changes into a superintendent for some I think reason. School nurses don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, no. It, it uh, back to the thing that I find mm-hmm. interesting is, I think it's like real life kind of data on yeah. how just the smallest things can change a, a story. Yeah, you, you know, and, and that the story is sometimes in the details. So here we're going to go into my my uh, sweeping theory of what I've seen so far on Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, obvious life lessons, um, you know, after school special kind of stuff. But what there is kind of a growing theme in that you see these young human beings who are subjected to a pop culture reality mm-hmm. where they are always wanting something. They're always wanting some external solution, mm-hmm. whether it's love letters on a radio show, whether it's cheap jewelry. Uh, whether it's fame, it's these um, superficial things. Yeah. Right? These things all have shortcomings and they all have pitfalls. And yeah. the only the pure of heart, and in this case, the purest of heart, just a klutzy little emotional crybaby, you know, who's got a heart of gold. Yeah. You know, it's only matters if you're pretty on the inside. It doesn't. <laughs> you can have all the jewelry and smarts, and you are essentially monster food, unless you're pretty on the inside. Hell yeah. Now we're so, going to find out, is, is is Sailor Mercury pretty on the inside? Is it possible that always being isolated and that smart, she becomes a super genius evil mastermind? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm she on does, shit tonight, she, she does become <laughs> evil in the live action version. Ooh. Ooh. Um, all in all, by the way, the original Deke translation, the 90s dub, Crackhead. Uh, retained only 46% of the original episode. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, yeah, they were powerful crack on that yeah, one. Yeah, Mads? Mike? We didn't do old business. Oh, we didn't do old business. Do we have any? Do we? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's why that, we didn't that, do that, it. This, yeah, we're going to go with we didn't do old business. Okay, because we didn't because do we it. Because we didn't have old business. But I have some new business. Let's I have I, I have had this bookmarked for a while now because I knew this was coming, obviously. But it's 15 things you didn't know about Sailor Mercury. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to skip over some because they're kind of spoilery. So. Okay, all right. But here's a fun fact. In the ori- uh, the creator, Naoko Takeuchi, planned to have Sailor Mercury be a cyborg. Interesting. She was going to be a cyborg and not a human girl in the original. Um, and she also planned... This is this is really dark. Um, Takeuchi published in... This is from Screen Rant, by the way. I'll post the link in the show notes. Takeuchi published her liner notes in various volumes of the manga and revealed one very interesting fact about her initial notes for Ami. Before Ami was fleshed out, Sailor Mercury wasn't a teenage girl with a genius level IQ. Instead, she was a cyborg, which is why she was so smart and good with technology. Takeuchi planned to have cyborg Sailor Mercury be killed in the final battle of the first manga arc. Her cybernetic limbs were removed one by one until she was destroyed. Wow. Yeah, and her editor nixed the idea. Well, <laughs> like... Uh, none of the girls are allowed to die. Right, and I mean, I get it. I mean, if you are mm-hmm. going to, I mean, I, for the purpose of storytelling and mm-hmm. you're making up a story, so you, having a main character die is mm-hmm. a hard thing to facilitate. And in a children's cartoon, having a sympathetic character die is mm-hmm. a no-no. Oh, yeah. But if it's a cyborg, cyborgs can die. Mm-hmm. It's also why a lot of bad guys are monsters or mm-hmm. robots or ghosts or anything but people because the body count isn't isn't doesn't mm-hmm. tick on on other entities yeah i think it's awesome that she's not a cyborg because um i'm really banking on my theory of pretty on the inside <laughs> um and and i do not believe that androids dream of electric sheep nor do i believe yeah. that cyborgs can be pretty on the inside <laughs> i think that this anime is going to prove you wrong <gasps> Cyborgs do dream of electric sheep. <laughs> cyborgs, cyborgs do dream of pretty sheep on the inside. <laughs> I think Sailor Mercury my... is cute as a button. I do. I'm, I'm she not she lie. is pretty cute. Yeah. I need her to do more than debuff the, the party. Well, she rarely defeats an, in, villains alone. She uh, is mostly a support class. defensive. She is a support class mm-hmm. like, like a bard in, 
in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, she rarely takes on um, an enemy alone, and she you know, she defeats a couple of foot soldiers. She defeats a big villain by herself in a short that uh, runs before one of the movies. She doesn't use a lot of defensive attacks. Um, another thing is that she was consistently the... What's it? Stop. What's def- a defensive attack? Defense. Well, defensive attack is something that hinders the maim. <laughs> maim is, is a defensive. Is, is, it, a, is it a debuff? Is a defensive attack. Is it a debuff? It's a, a defensive attack. Is an attack that you do to defend Virus? somebody else. Virus. It's like using the feet sentinel in D and D, where if somebody tries to move away from you, you can make an opportunity attack to attack them, and as a defense. And then by attacking them, if you succeed in hitting them, all of a sudden their movement is reduced to zero and they can't move away from you. (coughs) Amy was consistently the favorite Sailor Scout in Japan. Over the years that Sailor Moon aired, there was a very clear frontrunner among the audience, and that was Ami-chan. Basically, people just really, really liked her. She remained right up at the top, and then she was in the top ten through 1996. Meanwhile, Usagi, her precious little namesake of the whole show, she actually dropped out of the polls completely. Wow. Yeah, wow. so. Kind of like what happened yeah. to the character in Orange is the New Black. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I heard that that was a good thing, though. I've never watched that show, but I heard that that was a good thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, she does I want one more Sailor Mercury Okay, fact. she doesn't believe in killing. Ooh. Yeah. She. Non-lethals. She's non-lethals, even, she's, even though. Beanbags. The Sailor Scouts, I mean, like you were saying, where killing the bad guys doesn't count because they're monsters and evil fiends and whatnot, but the killing of an innocent, she's just like, bitches, nah. Even if they're wearing some some sad-ass wardrobe that was just on a soap opera a couple weeks ago? She won't do it. So I will post the link to this on our show notes. That's just... Here's the thing about about a pacifist Uh in a group of killers. Um, It's real easy Uh to, to be the one who's like, I don't want to kill anything when your sisters are all around doing the legwork on that. And it's a little bit different if you were fighting alone. Um, I disagree. Oh, really? Yeah. So you enter into... Because you... Well, you don't play a lot of video games, but there is a game called... That was popular, I think, two years ago now, Undertale. And that's where Sans and Papyrus came from. If you remember, I... Got that beanie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But there is a way, and you're a one character, and there's a way to go through that entire game without killing a single bad guy. Wow. It's the pacifist run. It's the true way to play that game. So, yeah, when you're by yourself, it is possible to be a pacifist. Michael. I'm just saying that the first guy who soloed Titan didn't do it with pacifism. Well, Titan is one of those monsters that doesn't fall under the realm of killing an innocent because he was trying to destroy Eorzea. Oh. So, but, but wait a minute, though. I mean, is, is uh, what's her name? Uh, Griselda or Grenoble? Ger, Ger, the monster, the Garubin? boss? The what? Garubin. Is she an innocent? No, she's an evil so, monster. So, that's what I was confused about. So she will kill monsters. She will kill monsters. She won't kill an innocent. She won't have collateral damage. Okay. Do do the other Sailor Scouts, do do they miss a lot and, like, take out, like, preschools and stuff? You'll find out, I'll say. All right. All right, well, um, is there, is there, where did you get these fun facts from? These fun facts are, they're from Screen Rant. Okay. Um, I have had that saved for a real long time, so I'm You'll put that in some sort of social media. It will be, it will be in the show notes. So. Last time we had a link in the show notes for the quiz that we took, it will also be in there. If you happen to be listening on like Google Play Music or iTunes or whatnot, it's going to say, click here to da-da-da-da-da. You just need to go to our main website to see that, um, which is acrossthemooniverse.podient.co. And then you can click there and find Wait, the link did, to the thing. Did you link a cosmetic site? Like Happy I Girl? did. What was it called? Geek Chic Cosmetics. Geek Chic. Geek Chic. Yes. I love them. But, yeah, so go to acrossthemooniverse.podient.co. You can look at our show notes there, and you can get the link to that particular article. And I would like to, I'd like to say thanks with my voice instead of with letters. To mm-hmm. Everybody who doesn't know us who is listening to this, and if you've reached this part of it, you're, you're really cool. I mean, yeah, thank you. It's really awesome the amount of support that we're getting for this because – this was just a dumb little idea that we have. We're like, well, yeah, 
yeah, we talk about Sailor Moon every week. Why don't we, you know, start a podcast? And now here we are doing this. We're on episode eight and people are listening. And so that's really cool. So we really, really appreciate you guys. And I mean, you know, for what it's worth, like I put almost no effort into anything I do. (laughs) Like as little as possible. That, that it frees up a lot of, a lot of energy for other pursuits. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm trying. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying. I still didn't get to talk about, oh, a little bit I did. Never mind. We will continue. We have many, many episodes yes. to go over so my many. grand unifying theory of Sailor <laughs> Yeah, we have, in fact, now that we've covered eight episodes, we have 192 episodes left. Total or just in season one? To- oh, total. Okay. Not How just many? in season 192. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this whole week, or this time, rather. You can always reach us by tweeting at us using the hashtag MooneyCast. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook group, which is Across the Mooniverse, a Sailor Moon podcast. We are on Google Play Music, iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict. You know, anywhere where you can find a podcast, we're probably there. And you can listen to us ramble. Yeah, I mean, ramble. given the absolute violent indifference I get from most people who know me about a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, did you, I, I'm doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, what's it about? It's about a 90s cartoon Sailor Moon. Yeah, real good. I'm late for lunch. <laughs> You know, it's so, yeah. um, I really appreciate you guys. Is what yes. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time when we get a little bit crazy about clocks. Mm, I saw that. <laughs> I saw a little bit of that teaser. Yes. And I would just like, I would like everyone to have a happy moon day. Happy and we'll see you next moon day. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.